Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Nicole. Guys, we are back in the building, rocking and rolling, episode 173, and we are going to get into this conversation today. But first, I want to take a little bit of time to talk about an event that we had recently. It was Grieving Grow and the importance of it. So one of the biggest takeaways I took from it, it was an in-person gathering that we had on December the 11th, and we just brought some folks together that are all bereaved, got us in one room. I would say it might have been about like 20 people or so who were sharing their journey, their experience, their heart, the agony, the pain, but most importantly, they were sharing. There were so many folks that were present that said that they had never, I'm talking 11 years 11 years had gone by and they hadn't spoken about these experiences of losing very close loved ones, children, parents, so many different, just so many different complexities to it. And to have that opportunity and have created that space where we could do that, it really did my heart joy. And at one point it was so many tears going on. And I said to everyone, I'm like, for some people, this would be uncomfortable, but For me, it feels so good to just see people being vulnerable around a topic and experience that no one is going to be able to escape. So having that moment to be amongst that was so important. And it brings it to the point of wanting to share with you today that the power of community cannot be underestimated on this journey. I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. It could be like some people said they didn't know what to expect. I had a vision, but I didn't communicate my vision fully to people because you don't really understand it if it's not your vision. But when they got there, they were able to actually settle in and feel what that experience was like. And that for me was so life changing. It only ignited the flame of wanting to create more spaces like that, whether that be virtual, in person. In person is more of what I'm really focused on because I want to just I like that feel. We can have it where people can fly in. It doesn't have to be that you're local to the area. But it also opened up and confirmed the gap of what's missing for us. And that is that space. So wherever you are in the world, I've been speaking with different folks and where they've been. And there are some grief support groups. And so if you can't tap in with us here where we are in in the tri-state area, then I encourage you to find wherever that is in your area, get connected. I believe that you are underestimating the power of what that could feel like. And if you feel intimidated, what you can do is just maybe try it out once. No commitment. You can go and you don't have to speak. Not everyone that was in in attendance shared, but those people that did, there was a part of almost everyone's story that I feel that most of us could relate to. So no one's experience is identical, but there's a lot of things that you'll hear in others sharing their story that can make you feel like, ah, I'm not alone. And that is so powerful that we cannot overlook that. So if that was one thing that I would drive home about Grieve and Grow that we had was that power that you could feel only by being in that room, only by the people who hadn't shared before. 
I believe they felt encouraged to do so from hearing other people do it. Like, oh, wow, that person lost their mom. They lost their son. That person lost their cousin. This person's angry. That person's regretful. This person has fear. Someone talked about how when you lose loved ones and then you become very fearful about who else is going to die. You become very fearful, excuse me, about your own mortality. And there could be someone who felt that same way, but would have felt odd expressing that to just anybody in their life. And so it was really important for them to hear that and they might feel set free. And this was the other really cool thing is that people were able to connect with each other. So it has nothing to do with me. It's just about setting the stage, cultivating the atmosphere where our people can be in their best position. It's super important for us to continue to do that. And I wanted to share that because it was like, man. If only everybody could have been there, it's just a hard thing to explain. So wherever you are in the world listening to this, please do yourself a favor and tap into your community. I'm going to do my best to build something out online so we can have a dual reach, the virtual and the the in-person part of it, and just making sure that that's something that we can do. So I'm I'm super, I'm super looking forward to, to seeing where this goes, seeing how much more impact we can have in healing on this journey. I want to pivot into this next topic. And so for me, at the time of recording this, I'm actually celebrating 14 years of sobriety. And I don't talk too much about it here, but I think it's important because I realized that alcohol for some people, and I'm only going to speak about that. Obviously, there's other substances, but this is what I had my experience with, is the only way that they know. So for good moments, for bad moments, for not so good moments, there's people who are not aware that this is a problem for them. It's so socially accepted that I think it's harder for us to point out if we have a problem with drinking, if we're utilizing alcohol as a replacement for healthy coping skills and taking the right steps forward. And this is the thing. When I was drinking, there were many times where people said, hey, you should probably stop drinking. You don't really know how to handle it. You're doing too much. This happens, that happens, etc. But I had to wait until I was ready to say, hey, I want to have a better version of myself here. And I want that for myself and my loved ones. And I can't do that drinking. And so if you are a person that's in that scenario, I hope you hear this. And if you know someone in your life that is coping in that way, or it's just what they do and, and you know that it's an issue for them and they something that they should work on. Please understand that people have to make certain changes in their life when they're ready to do so. I will tell you this. And the reason why I felt it important to talk about this on here is not to pat myself on the back for 14 years. I mean, although, yes, I am very proud about that. But what I want people to understand is that grief will meet you where you are. What does that mean in this scenario? It means Had I still been drinking over the last 14 years, when I lost my friend in 2013, when I lost my grandmother in 2016, when I lost my father in 2019, I can only imagine how much more heightened and detrimental that would have been. Those experiences would have been magnified to a level that I can't even imagine what that would have been like. So much tears, so much pain, so much anger would have been just able to escape in a way that wasn't controllable. The sorrow, just adding upon that. But because I made that decision so many years ago, I was able to go through these experiences sober minded. 
And I think that lended to me being able to progress to where I am now in my ability to cope and to process and to heal and to move through my losses and to navigate this journey so much better because I can only, I'm telling you, you would have had to be there to understand what I'm saying, but I did not handle it well. I didn't handle the alcohol responsibly. So that would have naturally been a way to respond to the pain. And it would allow me escape and excuses and so much more. And too often, a lot of us are doing that. It's what we think about. We're like, hey, let's have a drink. Let's get a drink. Let's turn up. Let's turn down. Whatever we want to do, let's get, let's get a buzz going. Then a buzz turns into this or you're triggered and all these things. There's a lot to be said for being sober-minded when you're trying to really heal some of your trauma and some of your experiences that you've gone through and that you're currently facing. It takes it, I think it takes the blurriness out of it, I guess, literally and figuratively, but it allows you to really see things for what they are and not from a distorted perspective. Seeing things from a distorted perspective can be problematic. And it's so funny because I feel like when our vision is distorted, our eyes, excuse me, when our vision is distorted, our ears also become blocked somehow. What do I mean by that? When we can't see our circumstances clearly, we also are unable to hear other people guiding you on that. So their eyesight and their vision of you, their perspective of you can see this and they're telling you that, hey, you're doing too much when you're drinking. Hey, you're abusing that drug. Hey, you need to probably consider this. But when you're in that, it's harder for you to hear what they have to say because it's not where you're at. You're not open to it. And so how can we, there's those blinders that we have on our life. It's important for us to be open to sound counsel. But if we're under the influence of certain things and that's where our priority is, I think it definitely becomes way more difficult for us to be able to process what people are saying without becoming defensive and aggressive and escalating fights and causing more issues and more problems. And so whatever your thing is, it may not be alcohol. Maybe you're a sex addict. Maybe you're an attention addict. Maybe you have a food addiction. Whatever it is, it's worth it to examine what that is. It's worth it to explore what that can look like so that you can become the best version of yourself. We cannot get to the best version of ourselves without sacrifice. We cannot come to the best version of ourselves without sacrifice. It's so crucial. A lot of us want to be better, but we want to bring the bad with us. It's most comfortable. It's most comfortable, it's most familiar, and it's scary to think if I make these changes, this will have to change. When I was in the rooms and I was getting sober, meaning I was trying to work towards not drinking all the time and then every day and all these things, they used to say, you have to change your nouns. So your people, place and things have to change in order for you to get to this part of your life of where you want to be, which right now you're saying is sobriety. I emphasized on saying because too often we speak and we say what we want to accomplish and what we want to do, but our actions are not in alignment with those declarations. So it's important to understand that you will have to sacrifice those people, places and things that you love the most, but maybe the worst for you. 
like I feel like I'm preaching. I I was trying to just keep it a little simple today, but I'm just going to go there because it's really important for us to understand that if more than one person is telling you something that you might need to get rid of or consider evaluating, bringing down, minimizing, cutting back, maybe they're right. It could be gambling, too. That's one thing that I've seen people do as well. There's so many different things that we do to fill voids that are easier to fall into than to do the work. After a while, you'll have to really sit down and get real with yourself. Truthfully, I would challenge you, look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, what do I want? Do I want to feel better? Do I want to do better? Am I executing on what needs to be done in order for me to get there? Or am I just sitting in this place of desire, but I'm not actually determined to do much? Let's just be honest. Someone, I heard a podcast today and they were talking about a mastermind. It's just more of an entrepreneurial thing, but he literally said that someone came up to him and said, I want to be in your mastermind, but I don't want to (laughs) execute. I was like, what? That sounds like complete opposites. But we need that level of honesty when it comes to where we want to be on this healing journey. If people would just say like, I want to be healed, but I don't want to do the work. Rather than saying, I want to feel better, but not really wanting to do something, but not saying that. Just be honest with yourself. Sometimes, Listen, sitting in our misery sometimes can feel comfortable. It's just easier. So great things take hard work. And I believe that we can accomplish more of our desires if we have community, if we are surrounded by the right people. If we are doing the thing, the most that we can do. And listen, every day you're not going to feel like it. I don't feel like it every day. Every day I'm not super motivated and inspired to just go out with this big zest for life. But what keeps me going is bringing myself back to gratitude and the things that I'm grateful for and remembering where things were and where they are now. And so I'm like, hey, listen, if for nothing else, I was awake today, I was on the wake up list today, and that means I should give my best effort. My best effort on a Tuesday might be 50%, where by that Sunday, I might be executing and firing on 100%. So give yourself grace, but let's not underestimate the power of community. Super important on this journey. Get connected. Get connected. I'm telling you right now, I wish I would have recorded Grieve and Grow so I could have shared it out, but I don't think I'll ever record it just based on anonymity. And I think it's super important for us to be able to have that safe space that is not recorded. No one is going to play this back. You don't have to worry about it surfacing on the Internet at some point. It's a private, intimate conversation. So you would have to be there in order for you to actually hear and understand what I'm saying. But there could be something like that in your area if you're not able to tap in with us. I'm also looking into launching one-on-one coaching, grief coaching. So look for that in the new year. It's going to be accessible to everyone wherever you are in the world because it's going to be virtual. So we're going to have that. Keep a lookout for it. Listen to it. I'll make sure I'm always going to let you all know when that's going to be launching. So keep that in mind. But I am shooting for the first week of January for the one-on-one grief coaching. I'll take a few relationships. I'd rather say I don't really like to say like clients, but I will take a few Folks that I would like to coach and companion through this grief wilderness starting in January. So we're going to have that. We got some really cool partnerships coming up as well that I think we're really going to help. And listen, I only want to partner with people, have affiliations with other brands that are aligned with who I am and things that I believe in. And so we have some really cool stuff in the work with Oak Tree Memorials. 
that's going to be awesome where I, I, listen i'll be able to explain it i'm going to be going on instagram live with them actually very soon so if you follow me on instagram you'll definitely keep an eye out for that so you'll see when myself and, and max over at oak tree connect online and from there we'll be able to share where you all will be able to utilize their services which i think will be very helpful and i'll share that experience on live and i'll come back here and share why we even connected it's because of a personal experience that i faced that had i had them at the time it, it might have been a better experience for me and easier to navigate so a lot of great things coming just want to keep building as much as i possibly can because being in that room showed me so much more how important it is so for the rest of this week after you listen to this whenever you listen to this do yourself a favor get connected find a support group find a, a buddy a companion Whoever it is, like I said, it does not, I want to be clear, does not have to be me. I don't care who it is. I just don't want you on this journey by yourself or alone. There's no real benefit to that. And I want to see what's best for you happen. So please make sure you do that. If there's something in your life, whatever that thing is for you, please, after this conversation, reconsider, reevaluate what you need to do in order to get rid of it minimize it do something because if it's in your way of getting to where you're trying to go then we've got to sacrifice i'm telling you right now if we want to get to that certain level we're going to have to sacrifice so make sure that we're doing that and do something cool and fun for yourself this could be a tough time of year for certain people depending on where you are and your perceptions on life so do something nice for yourself i thank you so much for continuing to support the show if you're listening to the audio please leave me a review let me know i, I ask that all the time guys and you just aren't really leaving the reviews so please take the time out you can just go to apple podcast itunes spotify as well now and you can leave a review five stars or how many ever stars you think you can write a couple words about the show it really helps us get this out in front of more people so it's super important that if you have a couple minutes definitely do that i appreciate it if you want to connect with me i hang out the most on instagram so you must be following me there make sure you go do that don't be afraid to slide in the dms and say hello follow me there at i underscore am underscore j nicole guys so next time you already know love and light peace